Hey, brewery lovers. Welcome to the DC Beer Show. I'm Richard Fawal. I'm here today with Mike Stein. Uh, Mike and I are doing a new thing we're going to start doing. Now that the DC Beer Show is coming out every week, we're going to open the show with a discussion about what's going on in the DC craft beer scene. Yes, indeed. News. News you can use about the brews you know and love. Absolutely. And also, uh, we're going to do a quick run through of the calendar, what's coming up. Um, in today's episode, the last half of the episode is going to be me and uh, my cohort, Adam, having a, the first part of a conversation with Paul Dean, the executive director of the DC Brewers Guild. Yes, indeed. And fittingly, this will be a DC-centric, very district-focused episode as we talk a little bit. We've got baseball season kicking off, so we're going to tell you a little bit about the beers inside the park, the beers around the park, and what's new and going on around town. Absolutely. Well, let's dive in. Yeah. Mike, why don't you tell us what's happening? Very good. So the first order of business, I think, is the new Crowler machine coming to the craft beer cellar. This yes. is, to my count, the fourth Crowler account around town. So don't quote me on this, but to me, I've got four. Uh, the Brewery General Store at Union Market has rare and specialty drafts, which are only available there that you can crowler. Also, Ancho Cidery up in uh, Brightwood Park at Kennedy Street, they have a crowler machine. When I last checked on them, they were just doing small, I believe, 12-ounce format, whereas the brewery's doing 32-ounce format. Mm -hmm. um, and then DC Brow, the oldest production brewery in the district, has a crowler machine, but CBC is most definitely the most newest, freshest drafts uh, for Crowlers. I shouldn't say freshest in terms of product, but they are the newest to own a Crowler machine. And they're doing, I believe, large format 32-ounce drafts. I'm not going to give you which drafts are on. You're going to have to call or check social media, yeah. uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Insta, because I talked to Erica Goodrich, who is the owner and mm -hmm. founder of Craft Beer Cellar on H Street, and she said their whole business model is churn and burn. They want to churn and burn. They want to get those uh, sixtals and small kegs ran through and put the next one on. She does have um, RAR Brewing, I believe it's Cashmere Dreams or Cashmere Shoes is the next draft. Nice. Pardon me if I botched that. But do check out their social media so you can see what crowlers are uh, coming down the pike. Because really, she's moving through product fast enough that it doesn't make sense to tell you what's on draft. Right. Just go yeah. get By to the By the time shop. you hear this, it'll probably it'll be, be another keg. Different. Exactly. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you know that I love crowlers. Uh, I, I basically stopped using growlers altogether now uh, <laughs> right. and, and will only purchase crowlers to go or cans you know, that, yeah. are, that are for sale um, yeah. just because of the freshness of the beer. And the quantity, I can drink a 32-ounce crowd. <laughs> exactly. It is the way to go. It's the way the market's already going, like it or not. Um, you don't have to abandon your growlers. Drink what you like, right? And I, I don't want to dump on anybody for doing – do you, as they say. Yeah. Um, but what I think is interesting about that is Erica's really getting ahead of the market and giving people what they want, which is beer in cans. Yeah. 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 Excellent. What yeah. else is going on? So the next new thing is Right Proper is having a happy hour where they're going to be offering beers for $3.64 from 4 to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Wow. I know. It's, it's incredible. So they're offering that both at their Brookland facility as well as the Right Proper Shaw Brew Pub. As you may know, two different Right Proppers, one up in Brookland, one down in Shaw. And from 4 to 6 p.m. for only $3.64 pennies, you can get a few different brands. You can get Raised by Wolves, their Pale Ale, Astral Weeks, uh, which I believe is a hoppy farmhouse beer, and Haxon, which is their smooth, delicious porter, for just over 3 
three bucks. Three, and that's four to six. That's from four to six, Mondays Monday through, through Thursdays. Um, and that may be the newest best deal in town. I think it is. A while back, uh, Fritz Hahn, the beer writer for Washington Post, wrote about how DC Brow has half-price Fridays, so they do their flagships for half-price pint night, which you know works out to a $3 pint. But it's great because you know for, for basically eight bucks, you can have... 32 ounces of beer. <laughs> and that is a deal in the district. As we all know, you know, craft beer is a little pricier. It's it worth is. every penny, but it uh, it's certainly great to know that there's a place out there, uh, actually two places, if you consider both the both the brew pub location and the tap room location uh, in Brooklyn, where, you know, if you, you can get a nice happy hour under $4 for yeah. a pint of beer. Under $4 for a pint of D.C.-made quality product beer is unheard of. Yeah, it's um, unbelievable. As I like to say, you know, $10 is the new $5 beer in this town. Right. And so for me, thinking about one of the barriers to entry for craft beer is cost. You know, uh, it, craft brewers pay way more per pound for malt, hops, and yeast um, than the massive brewers do. So you got to support. And three sixty four for a pint is just a great deal. It, it really is. If you're a red line rider like me heading out to Maryland from the district, Every day, there's a really good reason to to get off at Brooklyn now, yep. you know, which is great because the red line, you know, I can let's say, oh, do I want to stop at Noma and run <laughs> over to Red Bear, or do I want to now stop off at you know get a happy hour beer at right proper at Brooklyn? Do I want to go all the way to Silver Spring and hit? Silver Branch and maybe walk my way home past Astro Lab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It gives you a reason maybe to schedule a, a 6, 8, and 10 p.m. interview with somebody right. in London or across in, in California. Absolutely. <laughs> we are DC beer, but we could interview some San Francisco brewers. Sure, sure. <laughs> We're all about the craft beer. Yeah. All right, Mike, anything else our listeners yeah, should know about? just a couple other news items. Uh, Supreme Core, which was the second cidery to open in the District of Columbia, is saying goodbye to Eric Streckfuss, who's going to Cincinnati to join the Christian Moorline Brewery. So we'll miss Eric. Um, Eric is the husband of Sarah Bondioli, who is mm. president of the D.C. Homebrewers, the first female president in the D.C. Homebrewers 10 years in town. Wow. And we'll miss Sarah as well. She was a great brewer uh, as well as Eric. And so we, we part them. You know, Godspeed part ways to with you them. both. Godspeed, yes. And so beyond that, uh, we have Brandon Millhouse has left three stars to go to Manor Hill. Yeah. He's lent his beautiful brewing services to the Manor Hill operation. So three stars will miss him, but they're still uh, churning and burning with new beers going to Nationals Park for new beers. Um, let's talk about Nationals Park. Yeah, let's, let's dive right into that. Let's talk about Did I inter- it. I probably interrupted. No, like it's all good. Yeah. I, you know I will go on for days. So uh, Nats Park, baseball season is here. Uh, we have both three stars in DC Brow putting beer into 16-ounce cans, which is not new for either of those breweries, mm-hmm. but getting those cans to the brewery for opening day. For those, the, you mean to the ballpark? To the ballpark. Right. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> 16-ounce <laughs> cans to the brewery. What? <laughs> Going down to Southeast uh, to Nationals Ballpark. So, um, Brow put the public in Tall Boys, and three stars released a new beer called Diamonds Are Forever, a quote-unquote new hazy pale ale for the occasion, a 4.5% ABV beer, dry hop with Amarillo and Mosaic. Beyond that, we have at the district drafts carts, beers are going for 16 bucks a pop. Yeah. I have not yet stepped foot in the ballpark, but I believe you have, Richard. I was there for a game on Saturday. Uh, had a great time. It was a not a great game. 
uh, <laughs> unfortunately. But I got to tell you, I really enjoyed the. I uh, really enjoyed being able to get out of the seats. And and Adam, as as listeners probably know, Adam has right, has season tickets. Um, it's the cheap seats, nosebleed, but it's great to be able to step out of those those seats in section four hundred eight and four hundred nine, and and uh, and get an old ox hoppy place. Yeah, and take it back to the seat. And they also at that particular location have three stars. I can't remember what. Uh, and then a DC brow, so it's it's yeah. great to be able to get really great beer. We've got a really nice variety now in 2019 uh, for the district metro area, not just the beers brewed in DC, but brewed in metro DC, like in Virginia mm-hmm. and Maryland. Um, so on that note, if you are willing to part with your precious sixteen dollars, it's a lot of money. You you can get uh, some beers. My uh, my good friend Greg from Harry's uh, Fine Wine down in Navy Yard was telling me he went yesterday. Beautiful day outside. Yeah, it was uh, a good day for Sunday, and he had he enjoyed um, an Atlas's Precious One, the fruited IPA, as well as uh, uh, Right Proper's Raised by Wolves. So that's sixteen bucks for a large draft. Which yep. is is better than um, some pricing, definitely better selection than in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the locals, our hometown favorites, you can get Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing and Dogfish Head Sequench in the Stovepipe, 19.2 ounce cans, also yeah. for 16 bucks. And fun fact about Stovepipe, do you know why they call those large, those, those big can Stovepipe cans? I do not. Well, because they look like a stovepipe. <laughs> uh, reminiscent of Abe Lincoln's hat or right. those tall glasses with a very high handle. Those are also called stovepipe glasses. Mm. And those glasses were in fashion pre-prohibition. So we're talking late 1800s, early 1900s. Those glasses generally run 22 ounces. You can f- flip a whole bomber or a whole you know, 22 ounces of beer in there. Um, but in the ballpark, they call them stovepipe cans because they look like an old stove. You'd have a stovepipe right. going out of the log cabin, like where Abe was raised. Right. <laughs> so get your 19.2 ounces of Dogfish Head or Sierra Nevada or your local drafts. I know Lemon Peppercorn Saison from Three Stars is in the ballpark as well. Yep. Yeah, so support the home team while you watch the home team. Yeah, and it's so great that we have a ballpark that uh, is so open mm-hmm. to local craft beer. I mean, you can find it everywhere yeah. at the ballpark. And it's actually... One of our favorite things to do, particularly early in the season, uh, is to walk around the park and see which district drafts location yep. has what beer because they yeah. don't all have each one. And you know these are kiosks basically. Mm-hmm. Each mm-hmm. one has maybe three beers available on tap, and they don't all have the same beers. Uh, right. So it's worth walking around and seeing what's available and trying some different things. As they say, variety is the spice of life, and it, it gets is. spicy in Nats Ballpark in the it best does. way possible. <laughs> uh, and so with that, a couple of breweries have tweeted out where their beer is going to be, which sections. Uh, Port City Brewing Company said that uh, through throughout May, they'll have Optimal Wit in sections 104, 110, 138, 225, and 309. Uh, DC Brow pointed out that on opening day, the public pale ale uh, was available in sections 129, 223, 303, 309, and 314. And then finally, Hellbender said they had their Ignite IPA available at 225 at the district drafts cart. So scope it out. Go for a walk. Stretch those legs and see all the different drafts that are available around the stadium. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's w- one thing that we should talk about in an upcoming episode, uh, you and I, is to is figure out sort of the differences in the different sports arenas mm-hmm. in the DC area yeah, and what yeah. the beer you know that's available and how that works. Yeah, it's uh, very interesting to see 
craft beer available at the stadium. More interesting to see craft beer not available at the stadium and why that is. And right. that, that deserves a deeper dive. But in the meantime, let's enjoy the embarrassment of riches down in Southeast in Navy Yard. Absolutely. Yep, and drink it in. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about some of the events coming up this week. Starting off today, which is April 3rd, Wednesday, uh, at... Lost Rhino Brewing Company out in Ashburn. They've got uh, Matt's. We- they're re-releasing Matt's West Coast Refuge. A very popular beer, solid malt backbone, um, and nice bitterness in a piney, resiny, citrusy, dominated red ale, imperial red ale. Uh, so that starts today. They're releasing that, and actually started already. This is April third, uh, and it runs till nine p.m. tonight. Tomorrow, April 4th, from 4 to 7.30 p.m. at Church Key, you can uh, celebrate IPAs from Flying Dog. They'll have seven of the Frederick Brewery's beers, including three unfiltered versions of some of their flagship IPAs. So check that out. Uh, And also at the Rustico Boston location, Uh, They're celebrating Ithaca Beer Company's 20th anniversary. They're going to have 10 beers from the New York Brewery. Give that a try. One of DCBeer.com's featured events this week is uh, Owen's Ordinary, presenting a showcase of Jackie O's Brewery beers. They're going to have eight drafts from the Ohio Brewery from 5 to 1130 tonight. So that's Owen's Ordinary in North Bethesda. Check that out. So on Saturday, April 6th, starting at 11 a.m., the Sovereign in Georgetown is celebrating their third anniversary. They're going to have 25 world-renowned beers from all their favorite producers, including Cantillon, Hill Farmstead, Allagash, and others. They are going to be tapping three extremely rare Cantillon kegs uh, and uh, with some some stuff that's never been released or served in D.C. before. So Saturday, make it out to the Sovereign for their third anniversary celebration. Happy birthday, the Sovereign. Another featured event, uh, DCBeer.com is partnering with Kramer Books and Afterwards Cafe in DuPont Circle for their Tuesday Brews Day. So this Tuesday, April 9th at Kramer's Bar and Cafe in DuPont Circle, they are featuring Larimer Brewing Company and... Solace Brewing Company, and Bells. So lots of different beers on tap. Definitely go down there and try some of these at Kramer Books and Afterwards Cafe in DuPont Circle. So Mike, is there anything else you think that folks in D.C. need to know about this week? I just want people to know that we have such an embarrassment of riches here in the D.C. brewing world that they should really get outside and enjoy it. Um, Or, you know, head to the bookstore. It's great that Kramer Books and Cafe is going to have so many beers on. Uh, introverts of the world unite in the bookstore with beer. Right. You don't even have to talk to one another. You can just enjoy a delicious Bell's Draft or Solace Draft, something from far away in Michigan, something from close by in Solace, and uh, read a good book while you have a good beer. Absolutely. All right, well, let's dive into the interview that Adam Frank and I did with Paul Dean, the executive director of the DC Brewers oh, Guild. I'm so excited. Here we go. Hey, brewery lovers. Welcome back to the DC Beer Show. This is Richard. I'm here with my good friend. Adam. Hey, Adam. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Just good. getting this, over a cold. Though. Just getting over a cold. So my voice may still f- sound a little funny. You do sound sexy. 
Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, this is your first time in, in my studio, isn't it? It is my first time. You've here. not been here before. We always, you know, do these episodes in uh, breweries usually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So today we are here with Paul J. Dean, the executive director of the District of Columbia Brewers Guild, the DCBG. Paul, thank you for joining us on the DC Beer Show. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We are all getting ready uh, tonight. So we're recording this. Uh, the night, the evening before DC Hopfest. Hopfest Eve. Yeah, indeed. It's a big day for you. So this will come out by the time you listeners are hearing this. It'll be a few weeks after Hopfest, but uh, we're all excited about it. Very excited. So Paul, why don't we dive right in? Why don't you tell us a little bit about what the DC Brewers Guild is, and a little mm-hmm. bit about what you guys are are working on, and who your members are. Sure. The D.C. Brewers Guild is a uh, professional society or trade association uh, that represents the common interests of uh, mostly the breweries in the Washington, D.C. Uh, area. And we have uh, several goals. We, we you know, exist to sort of promote the, the D.C. beer brand. Um, we certainly um, want to advocate and push for uh, positive policy outcomes. Uh, we work together with the D.C. government, uh, the the council, ABRA, um, the uh, the mayor's office, and and the regulatory agencies. Uh, as you know, alcohol is a heavily regulated industry, and and we work together, and we have a very good working relationship with those uh, the the policymakers in town. Um, and you know, again, we we work to together to promote uh, you know government policies that uh, help sustain and grow the brewing industry in Washington, D.C. Awesome. And you guys are specific to the District of Columbia, right? Uh, We're specific to the District of Columbia, um, but we also invite breweries that are in Maryland and Virginia Hmm. uh, to join the Guild as allied members and those that uh, particularly are interested in the D.C. market. So if you're a port city, for instance, uh, in uh, Alexandria or uh, Denizens uh, is a member uh, in Silver Spring, and want to participate in guild events and guild activities and and be sort of part of what we're doing here in D.C., um, you're welcome to join as an allied member. So uh, that's awesome. So how many members does the the guild have? So we have different membership categories. Our voting members, our core members are the uh, D.C. breweries. Um, Right now we are up to, uh, I believe, a dozen breweries in D.C., um, a couple of which are just now opening. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier Red Bear. Yes. They are uh, new uh, and uh, as of today, full members because they're opening their doors in Noma. So we're very excited about that. They've been really developing a wonderful space um, right next to the REI and the New yeah. Line area. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah. space. Uh, we've seen it on the – so our last episode that, that, that was released was uh, our second conversation with Red Bear. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen – we've seen the place almost done. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to go see it tonight, yeah. Uh, yeah. like fully fully built out. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I will be there as well. And uh, we've got Valor Brew Pub, uh, which also is just uh, opening its doors uh, mm-hmm. in the H Street corridor below the ugly mug it's uh, the same ownership group there oh cool and then we have our production uh, breweries in town we've got you know atlas and dc brow three stars uh, right proper uh, also district chop house and the brew pubs right proper has a brew pub right. blue jacket hope i'm not forgetting anybody yeah, you oh, might, you might be. Uh, gordon Biersch. 
Hellbender as well. Hellbender. Right? Uh, actually, I have a couple of Hellbender beers here um, for Woo-hoo. your sampling pleasure. Um, well, we love Hellbender. They were one of the very first breweries we yes. had on the show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, three stars and DC Brow yeah. and all the DC breweries. That's fantastic. Yep. No, it's it's fantastic. It's a it's an exciting community. It's a growing community. Um, we also have different membership levels. So if uh, a business of some sort that uh, is interested in working together with uh, and promoting the brewing and beer industry in Washington, we have allied industry members. Oh, uh, awesome. So like retailers? So and retailers, vendors. Excellent. You know, we've got people that sell materials to breweries. We've got uh, allied members that, you know, they, they might be brewery designers or, or do uh, media or marketing. Really sort of, uh, you know, any business that's interested in, in, in being part of the community is welcome to join. Excellent. Yeah. And the last year that uh, that we're really hoping to grow this year and that we're, we're very excited about it is uh, individuals can join. Anybody. Wow, really? Yeah. So uh, just an average everyday person. Average everyday Joe that, cool. that uh, really wants to support the, the brewing scene, the, bre- the beer scene in Washington, D.C. We call them our enthusiast members. And awesome. uh, for $75, they get uh, a membership card, and they get all, all kinds of benefits as far as discounts at breweries. They get to go on special beer tours. Uh, they get to uh, you know get some cool D.C. beer swag and um, all those kinds of things. So it's, uh, it's an important part of our membership, and we welcome anybody that's out there uh, listening to uh, log, on, log into dcbg.org and uh, join up. That sounds fantastic. I think I'll do that. Yeah, I was thinking about it myself. So let's talk a little bit about – we've covered the basics, and a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, are familiar. But but for those who aren't, let's talk a little bit about some of the events that the, uh, the Brewers Guild puts on every year. Uh, we've already, I think, mentioned a couple. But talk in detail sort of like what you do for the community mm-hmm. and, and some of the events that you have over the course of the year. Sure. Thanks. Uh, well, the we have two major beer festivals um, at this point in time. It's uh, you mentioned Hop Fest. That is tomorrow at DC Brow. Or by the time I guess people hear this, it have already come and gone. But uh, that's a great event that uh, we've got about thirty five breweries from around the uh, immediate, really mid Atlantic area. Most are Virginia, DC, Maryland. We do have a few like Pennsylvania. I think Dogfish Head's coming down from. Delaware and and things like that, and that's a that's a good festival. That's uh, you know folks can come and try all kinds of different uh, samples of delicious hoppy beer. You know that's the kind of thing that really serves a couple of purposes. Um, it not only promotes the D.C. area beer brand, uh, really gives an opportunity for beer lovers uh, in our community to come, and uh, it's really. One of those festivals, and, and I'll talk about Lagerfest in a second, which is a very similar type event that uh, is really kind of of and by the independent craft brewing industry. Uh, we know there are other beer festivals in, in the D.C. area that sometimes are sponsored by sort of big corporate type folks, and I'm sure they're, they're fun in, in their own right, but this really is for the folks that really want to have the opportunity to taste uh, unique beers, to have an opportunity to really interact with the people that brew the beers and run the breweries. They're typically the ones that are going to be there that not only do you get to taste great beer, but you get to have conversations with the folks that are involved in the making of the beers and, and, and brewing of the beers. 
And it's also a big fundraiser, obviously, for uh, for the guild to support our activities throughout the year. Um, the second beer festival uh, we do is called Lagerfest. Um, last year was the first one. Uh, we ran it to open up DC Beer Week in August. This time, we're actually shifting it to June. I think oh. uh, we found a better spot on the calendar, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, August is a, a great time, but as you know, in DC, a lot of a lot of folks aren't in town, and it's uh, it is <laughs> yeah, a quiet, it's quiet month hot. in the District very of quiet. Columbia. So we're uh, we're going to be doing that in June, uh, towards the end of June this year, and uh, similar to to Hopfest again, it, it's an opportunity for breweries in really the Mid Atlantic region, but we may invite a few more from from further environs. To really show off all different kinds of loggers and things like that. We haven't quite chosen a location for that yet this year. We had it at City Winery last year, which yes, was great. Yes, it was there. And it was quite lovely. So, uh, but uh, look for that in June. You know, again, it's, uh, it's a great independent craft beer festival. And then really the third thing that we, that we have on our calendar this year uh, and have in the past years is D.C. Beer Week. Uh, and D.C. Beer Week is a uh, week-long celebration of all things beer in Washington, D.C. Um, this is a time for us to have a full week of events that highlight um, locally brewed beer um, or that, you know, oftentimes breweries from other parts of the country will come to D.C. to feature their beer in cooperation with um, some of our retailers or restaurants or vendors and things like that. Um it's a week that's filled with all kinds of great events. There's uh, Brewers on the Block, which is a nice beer festival that's usually associated with Beer Week. There's, you know, all kinds of tap takeovers, and there's, uh, you know, the Battle of the Cask Beers at Boundary Stone, and, and uh, you know, all kinds of different uh, restaurants get involved. And it's not only an opportunity for us to highlight um, all our great breweries and all our great beers in Washington, D.C., but it's also a great chance to highlight um, the uh, the bars and restaurants that really go out of their way to feature local beer. And we really appreciate those partnerships. And in a lot of cases, the D.C. brewing industry wouldn't exist without them. So right. it's, uh, it's a great, uh, a great fun-filled week to really uh, highlight the brewing industry in D.C. So look for that. Uh, that'll be September 8th to September 15th this year. Excellent. Can you talk a little bit about the legislative agenda of the D.C. Brewers Guild? Uh, first of all, what what have you worked on in the past? What kind of legislative sure. changes? Sure, um, you know, absolutely. Well, you know, historically, when the brewing scene sort of was reborn in Washington D.C. about you know five, six, seven, eight years ago, the legal and regulatory structure that they had in the district really wasn't equipped to handle this sort of new brand of alcohol brewing uh, completely within you know the small independent brewing community. So a lot of things that our members did uh, originally when they set up to work with the D.C. Council um, was to be able to basically just rewrite the laws to accommodate the new business models that are out there. Um, for instance, when you know D.C. Rao opened and, and, and Hellbender and some of the Atlas and some of the first ones opened, they could brew beer, um, but they couldn't sell beer directly to consumers from the tap room. You know, everyone that goes to a brewery now expects to be able to go to a nice tap room, sit down, have a beer, uh, and buy it directly. You couldn't do that under the law in, in D.C., and it was a really kind of started, uh, you know, the other thing is uh, growlers, for instance. We take it for granted now that you can go up to a brewery and uh, get a nice, fresh uh, growler filled of beer that was just brewed 
you know, in the, in the, within the last few days, couldn't do that either. Uh, so really, we just kind of set set a regulatory framework working together with the D.C. government um, that allowed and accommodated the, the current business model that you're sort of used to. Um, we worked uh, last year pretty hard. We joined the uh, fight against Ballot Initiative 77, so to speak, that uh, would have eliminated the tipped wage culture in Washington, D.C. We worked together with the, the restaurant industry and others in the in the community to really overturn uh, a ballot initiative that was kind of ill-conceived. And fortunately, the D.C. Council sort of agreed with us and repealed that ballot initiative. And that was sort of a major work that we had last year. This year, we're really in sort of developing our legislative agenda. It hasn't been released yet. Um, so I don't want to give away any, uh, any clues. We're still sort of ironing out some of the issues that we're going to be working on. But essentially what we'll do is we'll continue to try to work together with the D.C. Council and, and the uh, regulatory bodies uh, from the mayor's office to, to continue to sort of mold, mold policies that benefit and allow our industries to grow, uh, help us uh, you know, deal with some of the challenges that, that we often have, whether it be uh, you know, expanding taxes or availability of suitable real estate, um, and, you know, all those different types of things. And, uh, you know, I, I do have to say that uh, we've found a, a fairly welcoming reception historically from the D.C. Council and, and the mayor's office and, and the government. You know, a lot of my colleagues uh, that run guilds, uh, other state guilds, uh, spend a lot of time dealing with uh, legislatures uh, and administrators that aren't quite as friendly as as the ones that we have here in DC. So uh, I think we're we're fairly fortunate in in that regard that we've had a lot of uh, receptive audience so to speak to to help grow what's turning out to be a significant manufacturing sector uh, here in Washington. Thanks for joining the DC Beer Show today. Uh, remember, we're now coming out every single Wednesday. You can find out everything going on in the D.C. craft beer scene at dcbeer.com. We've got the most comprehensive calendar available, and very soon, if it's not out by the time you hear this episode, very soon we will have the most comprehensive directory of craft beer in the district. You can find us everywhere at, at @dcbeer. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and if you want to get more info on the show, you can find us at DC Beer Show. Thanks, and see you next week.